Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. The book of Mark chapter 1 verse uh, reading from verse number 17 the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ when he met the, the, the people that he wanted to uh, invite to join his team Jesus said unto them come you come ye after me and I will make you to become fishers of men this is a very very popular verse of the scripture just like we read in our time of Bible reading this morning this verse tells the story of how Jesus began to call the people who followed him how he invited them to become part of his team how he invited them to become part of the people who will become world changers and in this particular verse of the scripture there are some basic things that I want us to look at and then we'll go into our full discussion this morning the first thing that I want you to look at in this verse of the scripture that you will see in this more this scripture is what I refer to as the personal invitation of the Lord Jesus Christ to all those who will follow him. Jesus Christ personally invited them. Jesus Christ personally said and he wants the people to come unto him. The question is why is he inviting them personally? If you look at the book of John chapter 6, John chapter 6 reading from verse number 44, the Bible says no man can come to me except the father which has sent me draws him. And I will raise him up in the last day. In other words, you cannot wake up one day and say you want to be born again. You cannot wake up one day and just say that, yes, you are going to begin to follow the Lord. Except the Spirit of God has been walking inside of your spirit. Except you have been drawn by the Father, you cannot come unto the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, you cannot follow Christ unless, Jesus, unless the Spirit of the Almighty God convicts your spirit. You cannot follow Him unless the Spirit of the Almighty God shows you your need for a Savior. That is what the Lord Jesus Christ is telling us here. And that's why Jesus personally invites those who come unto him. For those of us who are saved, you will remember that you heard the same message before. It didn't make sense. But at one point in time, for some reason, somebody said something and the whole pieces fit together. That is because the Spirit of the Almighty God must draw you in for you to come. And that's why Jesus personally invites. That's why Jesus Christ personally calls His people. And when we try to do it any other way, when we try to bring people to the church any other way, what you will find is that we're just creating people who say they are going to heaven but they are not even started the journey. When you bring people in without them having an encounter, without them receiving an invitation from the Lord Jesus Christ, what you will find is that they become the mixed multitude in the church and they become a problem for everybody. So please understand, the walk with the Almighty God, anyone who will follow Him, it will start with an invitation. The second thing you see in that verse of the scripture that we talked about, the second thing you see in the scripture is the fact that the Bible tells us that Jesus not only gave the personal invitation, Christ made a personal commitment. He gave a personal commitment to all those who will come up to him. He said, I will make you to become fishers of men. In other words, the Lord is saying, I am not, I am, you know, in other words, your transformation is good. I am going to personally supervise that transformation. I am going to personally make sure that your growth and your progress as you walk with the Lord is what I will personally take care of. I'm 
I'm not going to delegate it to another person. I'm not going to give it to a particular pastor. I'm not going to give it to a particular leader. The Lord is saying that I am going to make sure I see to it that my spirit brings the promises that I gave to you, bring those promises to pass. That's why the pastor cannot mature you spiritually. He can't do it. He may try, but he cannot. That's why the pastor cannot answer your prayer. It's only God that can do it. That's why the pastor, that's why when you are saved, your growth is not a function of your function, it's not a function of your church attendance or your church involvement. That is not the growth. Your growth after salvation is a function of how well you cultivate your relationship with your mighty God. Your growth as when you become born again is a function of how close you walk with the almighty God. The church will give you the opportunity. The church will provide a platform. The church will provide opportunities and the environment for you to grow. But your growth is a function of ultimately your growth is a function of your personal work with your with the Almighty God. It's a function of how well you cultivate your relationship with the Almighty God. Somebody can introduce a guy to you or introduce a girl to you. What you do with that relationship is no longer the function of the person who introduced you. Is a function of what you do with that particular relationship. Where that relationship will go. The next step in that relationship is determined by how you work with that particular individual. So your personal work after salvation is a function of how well you are able to cultivate your personal relationship with the Almighty God. And that's Jesus is saying, if you follow me, I, not somebody else, I will make you a fishers of men. That is as a personal commitment apart from the invitation. Not only the personal commitment, not only the personal invitation, you will see that the Lord Jesus Christ had what is called a personal determination. A determination to make sure that the promise that I gave to the people who are saying you follow me, that particular promise must be fulfilled. The Lord is saying, in other words, that the Lord is saying that I am determined to make sure you get what I promise you. I am determined to make sure that the things that I showed you, that this is what you are going to get. I'm determined to make sure that that will come to pass. And that is what you see the Bible tells in the book of John chapter 17. If you read from verse number 12, it says, while I was in, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. It said, those who those whom you gave me, I kept them and none of them was lost. In other words, the Lord is God, Jesus Christ is saying, when the Lord God Almighty gives me an individual, I not only invite, it's not only invited them to myself, I'm not only committed to them, but I'm determined to make sure that I not only keep them, but I take them to the place that I promised them. And that is what you find in your walk with the Almighty God. The minute you commit yourself to the Almighty God, the Lord is determined to make sure that your Christian journey is a success. In other words, Jesus is saying, as long as you walk with me, as long as you cooperate with me, as long as I am not only committed to making sure that I do what I promise you, I am determined to make sure that that promise is fulfilled. And that is why if you are faithful in your work with the Almighty God, the Lord will hear and he will answer your prayer. It might take a while. There might be some things that will happen, but the Lord is faithful and is committed and is determined to make sure that his promises to you are fulfilled. The fourth thing you see in that particular verse of the scripture that we read, in the book of Mark chapter 1 verse 17, is what is called a purposeful design. The Lord calls you to a purposeful design. In other words, there is a particular thing at the back of the mind of the Almighty God. There is something that he's looking at. There is an image that he has at the back of his mind. I don't know many of you who have watched all this uh, uh, America's Top Nest model or what do you call that show. Or those shows where you have transformation. You see an individual, when they show you the very first week when they come on the show, and the last week when they are leaving the show, you find that there is a transformation that has taken place. That is because the people who designed the program, they have an idea of what they want to 
to create. The same thing the Lord is saying, when you come unto me, when you come rough, when you come with all your baggages, when you come with all your issues, the Lord is saying that as soon as long as you commit yourself to me, and you walk with me, and you trust me, you say, I have a design for you. And that design is that I want to shape your life. I want to turn your life in such a way, so that at the end of the day, when you compare what you were, where you were before, and where you are now, you will see the difference. There is a design. The Lord is not just calling us to fellowship every Sunday. He's not just calling us to come and dance uh, two two fast songs and two slow songs. That's not the intention. The Almighty God's intention is to be able to give a design to change your life in such a way that is very, very purposeful. And that is what the Lord God Almighty is trying to do in the life of a believer. And so he's telling you, I'm inviting you to come. I am committed to you. I am determined to make your life work. I have a design for you. And then finally the Lord said, I am taking you to a productive destination. So the journey does not end here. The journey is not just about the fact that we come every Sunday and at the end of the day we we'll go back to our life as usual. No. The Lord is saying, as you come unto me, as you be, as I commit myself to you and I'm determined to make it work, and I design your life the way that I want it to be, I am taking you somewhere. There is a place that I'm taking you. He's not just calling you to follow for this. He's not calling you to follow him for the sake of following. He's calling you, he's taking you into a journey. Not a journey to nowhere, but a journey to a specific destination. There's a place that is taking you. There's a productive destination that God has in mind. There's a final goal that he has in mind. And those who will walk with him, those are the people that he's saying he's want to make them into him. He's taking them on that final journey. And he's saying that as I continue to walk on you, as I continue to make you into that new image, he said you will so much enjoy the walk that you'll be able to call others to come and taste it. You will enjoy the fellowship so much that you will begin to tell other people, oh, this is the place you need to be. How many of us have been to a restaurant that we really enjoyed it? A lot of food and it's very, very cheap. Excellent place. And what do you find? You begin to tell the whole people. I know some people that begin to test it and having lunch in a particular place. But the idea is that when you enjoy a particular thing, you begin to tell others. And that's what the Lord is saying. The Bible says, he, the Bible says, he, he challenges, he says, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you enjoy him, when you have fellowship with him, when you see what you have done, what you have, what you, when you see what he has done in your life, you begin to tell others, why don't you try this one instead of trying this? That is where the Lord wants to take his people. When you enjoy that relationship with him, that's why he said, come unto me and I will make you to be a person that the whole world will want to follow. I will make you into the person that will be fishing other men. So that's basically what the Lord Almighty is telling us from that verse of the scripture. Okay? The Lord is promising all, that's basically what the Lord is promising all those who will respond to his invitation. In other words, we must understand that when we understand the word of God, when we understand his promise, when we respond to his promise, you will begin to find that walking with the Almighty God changes. When you understand that he, you know, when you understand what he has in mind for you. When you know all about the commitment and the determination of the Almighty God, the response to his call changes. But the question is this. You know what the Lord is saying. You know that you cannot come unto him until he invites you. You know he's committed to you. You know he's determined to you. It is determined to make everything work in your life. You know that he has a design. And you also know he's taking you somewhere. But the question is, what does it mean to actually follow? These are the things that he promised you. But what does it mean to actually follow? Let's look at the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the Bible tells us, it says, if any man be in Christ, in other words, if anybody decides to walk with the Almighty God, he said that person becomes a new creature. He said, all things will pass away, and new things, and all things will become new. In other words, the day you make up your mind that you want to walk with him, 
the day you make up your mind that you are going to be one of his followers. Jesus is saying that, the Bible is telling us right now, that anybody who makes that particular decision, he says something must change in your life. Your lifestyle in the past, and your lifestyle when you make that decision, there must be a change. He said, new, you, you become a new creature. All things will pass away, all things will become new. From this verse of the scripture, you will see that following the Lord Jesus Christ, what it means to follow the Almighty God, means that you abandon the old lifestyle. That's what it means to follow the Almighty God. It means that the people who saw you before and they are seeing you now, they can tell that there is a difference. They can tell that something has happened in your life. They can tell that there is an encounter. They can tell that you have met somebody. It's just like when you see a young man who is in love, who has never been in love before, you can tell. When you see a young lady who has also been in love, you can tell. When you see somebody who has not, who has never experienced the idea of having a, of going on a very wonderful date, you can tell. The Bible says that when you meet the Lord Jesus Christ, something happens. And the first thing is that there is going to be an abandonment of your old lifestyle. The second thing that will happen is that you will begin to move towards a new lifestyle. You begin to embrace a new lifestyle. Because the things that you used to do before, you will not be able to do them anymore. Because you are now in this new relationship. You are now in this new, you now have a new partner that you are working with. So you are Abandon the old, you embrace the new. You begin to learn new principles. You begin to learn how to do things differently. You begin to learn the way to be able to conform, to be able to make that new partner that you are working with, to be able to know how to work with that person and make them look at, and make them feel, uh, you know, and enjoy their company. So you begin to learn new principles of living. Not only that, when you follow what it means to follow the Lord is engaging in the, there's a new rules of engagement. The things you used to do before, the way you used to do things before, the way you used to live your life before, the things that you consider to be important before, all of a sudden those things begin to change. For those of us who are married, when we were, when the love was still on fire, you can tell, you know, you are willing to give up a lot of things for this new person. That is because there is a new rule of engagement. The Bible says that Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and he will come unto me, and will make our abode with him. You know, there's a new rule, there's a new way of doing things. Not only that, what it means to work with the Almighty, that you cultivate a new passion. You begin to love new things. Because of this particular individual, you begin to love new things. Because of the Almighty God, you begin to do great things. You begin to cultivate a new passion. Not only that, what it means to work with the Almighty God is that you develop a new relationship. The people that you used to work with before, that does not support that relationship, you will find that, that you begin to go away from such people. And you begin to gravitate towards a new set of people. You begin to develop a new relationship. In other words, you begin to hang out with a new crowd. Just because of that new relationship that you have developed. Now, the question is this. Does it mean that once you become a Christian, you cut off everybody around you? No. Does it mean that when you become a Christian, you live like a hermit? Does it mean that you cut off your family and your friends? Does it mean that you begin to beat people up with their head, with your, with your Bible, and tell them that they have to conform or stand in line, or that everybody who does not agree with you, you stop talking to them? No. That's not what it means. When you truly understand what it means to follow the Almighty God, when you begin to understand and have you, you begin to have a better appreciation for what Christ has done for you, and you begin to know what you should not do when you walk with the Almighty God. Because that's one thing most people do not understand. 
when you truly understand what Christ has done for you, when you know his commitment to you, when you know that God is determined to make your life a better life, when you know that God has a design for your life that is better than what you can imagine, when you know that God is taking you to a place that you cannot even imagine, that's what Paul the Apostle said. He said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has he entered into the heart of God. What God has planned for his own people, when you have an understanding of what God is able to do to you, you will begin to realize there are certain things I should not do. There are certain things I should not put my hands into. So when you understand what it means to follow Christ, when you understand what you truly mean to follow Christ, you will have a better appreciation of what, how not to follow the Almighty God. And how then do you, how do you not follow the Almighty God? You do not follow God. You do not follow Christ as an impulsive follower. In other words, you hear a, a you hear an eloquent preacher. The preacher says all this wonderful thing about the Bible. And all of a sudden you just jump up and say, yes, I'm going to follow. You don't follow Christ like that. You don't. The people who tried it, the Bible said, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus Christ said, hey, 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 hold on. Hold on. He said, birds have hole. Foxes have nests, but the son of man have no place to lay. He said, in other words, count the cost before you come. You cannot just jump up and say you are following the almighty God. There are people after they preach about prosperity, I have not, I keep telling, I have nothing against prosperity. I'm just using that as an example. But there are people who preach about prosperity, nothing about salvation, nothing about following the Lord Jesus Christ. After you've done that, you say, if you want to accept Jesus Christ, come here. What are you accepting? You have no idea what it means to follow the almighty God. So you do not follow the Lord Jesus Christ as an impulsive believer. Or as an impulsive follower. You can't. If you do that, you are going to fizzle out. Because the reason why you cannot do it is because Jesus demanded well-grounded people. Jesus demands people who know what they are doing. Jesus demands the people who have counted the costs. And that is why you cannot follow him, follow him based on impulse. Because if you follow him based on impulse, when the going gets tough, you are going to go back. Number two, how not to follow the Almighty God. You cannot follow Him as a reluctant follower. You cannot reluctantly follow Him. The Bible tells us in the book of Luke chapter 9, reading from verse number 59, He said another, and He said unto another, He said, follow me. But He said, Lord, suffer me first to bury my father. In other words, I have other things important to do first before I come. There are people who are following the Lord very, very reluctantly. My father is in the church, my mother is in the church, my husband is in the church, my wife is in the church, and as a result, I will also come, you know, so that I don't look like the bad guy. You don't follow God like that. You don't follow Christ because you don't want to look like a bad guy. You don't follow the Lord God Almighty because, well, what am I going to do at home on Sunday? Everybody has gone to church, so I don't have anything better to do. There is no important football game that is going on, so I let me go to church. You don't follow God like that. Because if you do, you are not going to get anything from it. And the Lord Almighty does not want reluctant followers because he demands people who come on their own volition. He wants people who come willingly. And that is why when he tells you anything you do in the scripture, he will tell you, I give you life and death. Choose life that you may live. God will never force you and God does not want anybody to be forced into his house. He wants you to come on your own volition. And that is why, number one, you cannot come. Number one, you cannot come as an impulsive follower. You cannot come as a, you cannot come as a reluctant follower. Number three, you cannot follow the Almighty God as a half-hearted convert. Half-hearted convert in the sense that your leg, one leg is in the wall, one leg is in the, in the church. 
One minute you are acting as if you have never met you have never met the Lord. Another minute you are acting as if you are the only person, you are the one who wrote the Bible. The idea is that you cannot walk, you cannot have, you cannot eat your cake and have it when you are following the Lord. And that's why the Bible says that you cannot serve God and mammon at the same time. You cannot be a half-hearted follower. You can't. Because you will not be able to make progress as you move forward. Because as you take one step forward, you are going to take three steps backward. As you are being pulled to the Almighty God, something else will pull you back. And that's why you make up your mind when you want to follow Him. And Jesus does not want half-hearted people because He demands people who are wholly sold out unto Him. The Bible tells us when Jesus was preaching very hard messages, some people said, who can, he said, this is a very hard saying, who can accept it? And people started going back. When he told them that you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood for you to leave, people started going back. And he turned to the disciples and asked them, will you also go back? And those people say, where should we go? You are the one that has the son. You are the one that has the word of life. In other words, people, the Lord Jesus Christ does not want half-hearted follower because he demands people who are wholly, totally sold out unto him. People who are committed to him. He doesn't want you to be committed to him one day and then committed to something else tomorrow. He might look as if he's very terrible, but he wants to know exactly where your heart is. Number four. How do, do how will you not follow the Almighty God? The Lord does not want the people who will follow Him just because of the glory that is attached to it. He doesn't want glory-seeking followers. People who say, yes, it is me. Shine the light on me. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. He doesn't want those kind of people. He wants the people who will completely release themselves unto Him. Walk with Him in total humility. The reason is because He wants selfless people to serve Him. People who are not concerned about themselves. People who are only concerned about his own glory. And because the Bible says that I am the Lord, I will never share my glory with any man. And you remember one of the biggest problems he has with the Pharisees was because the Pharisees, when they pray, they let everybody know, yes, we are praying, we are here. And Jesus Christ said they already have their reward. Anyone who wants to follow him must, must be a person that is selfless. You cannot follow him seeking the glory. And then finally, you cannot follow him inconsistently. I gave you an example here, I think it was a week or so ago, about a little girl who was in a science project, was given a particular seed to plant, and every day the girl will go in there, put the seed in the soil, cover it up, the next day will come, open up the seed, take it out, put it back in there, and you cannot continue to do that. You will never grow. And that is what you find a lot of people say they are praying, but when they pray one prayer today, they will use their mouth or their action to cancel that particular prayer. You cannot take two steps forward, three steps backward, and think you are making progress. Yes, you are making progress, but you are making progress backward. And the Lord wants you to be consistent with Him. For those of us who I know who know a little bit about investing, you cannot invest inconsistently. If you want to really make profit, you have to be consistent in your investment. You have to be consistent in the way you do things. Following the Almighty God is the same thing. You have to be a consistent follower because the Lord God Almighty wants consistent people. He wants people who are not evil, who are not fair weather Christian. He doesn't want people who are, who are happy one day and then tomorrow they say, Oh Lord, the Lord Almighty has not answered my prayer, so I will go back. No, he doesn't want inconsistent people. He demands consistent people. Since you cannot follow the Lord inconsistently, since you cannot follow him half-heartedly, since you must come to the Almighty God knowing what you are, knowing what you believe, the question that comes to mind is, how then do you follow? How do you follow? Number one, you must follow the Almighty God in love. Because the Bible makes us to understand the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2. It says, walk in love as Christ has also loved and given himself unto us. You cannot serve him unless you love him. 
And that love does not come because you say, okay, I make up my mind. No, it comes as a result. It starts as an invitation of what the Spirit of the Almighty God does in your heart. So you follow Him in love. Number two, you follow Him in forgiveness. Why do you follow Him in forgiveness? Because you are going to have a lot of offenses in the journey. There are people who are going to make you angry. There are people who are going to make you begin to question your faith. And if you are not willing to forgive, you will not be able to follow Him. How do you follow him? You follow him in humility. Because if you do not follow him in humility, what you find is that you become puffed up in your own righteousness. You become self-righteous in your own way. You become proud of your own spirituality. And at the end of the day, you will destroy yourself. That's why you need to follow him in humility. You follow him in total dependency. Because if you do not follow him in total dependency, you will think that you have gotten to the point where you can do all things on your own. And if you can do all things on your own, why do you need God? You don't need him anymore. That's why you follow him in total dependency. You follow him also faithfully. Because the Lord God Almighty wants people who will follow him faithfully. You are not going to, are going to see a lot of things that will make you to want to go back. You are going to see a lot of things that will not go the way you have planned. You are going to see a lot of things that are going to be discouraging. But when you make up your mind that regardless of what happened, I will remain faithful. It changes the way you walk with the Almighty God. And not only that, you follow him steadfastly. Steadfastly. The Bible tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you read from verse number 58, it says, Therefore, my brethren, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? Because you know that your labor of love is not in vain. In other words, when you walk with the Lord steadfastly, when you walk with the Almighty God faithfully, one thing you can be sure of is this, the Lord will not forget your actions of love. That is why you find out that no matter how long it takes, God is a faithful God. And he gave that word in the book of Numbers. He said, God is not a man that he should lie. Or the son of man that he should repent. Whatever he says he will do, he will do it. In other words, you follow him steadfastly. And because you are going to see a lot of things. that you are, Because, you know, if you, are not, if, you are, if you are going to continue to work with your mind, you must be willing to follow him steadfastly because a lot of things will come your way. And if you do, if you have not made up your mind to walk with him, there is a very strong tendency that you begin to waver and you begin to think of going back. That is why you follow him. But you must also follow him even in time of suffering. Because now we live in an environment where people believe that once you suffer, you are a bad guy. Once you suffer, you are no longer, God is not hearing you. Because you are suffering, you must be a sinner. But you must understand that pain comes also with walking with the Almighty God. The Bible says that anyone who will walk with him, he still will suffer persecution. You must be ready for that also if you are going to walk with the Almighty God. There are a lot of pain that will come. There's a lot of heartbreak that will come. There's a lot of disappointment that will come. Even from people that you trust. Unless you make up your mind that regardless of what happens, I will keep my eyes focused on the Almighty God. There's a strong tendency that you will not be able to follow him. Now if you have made up your mind to follow him, there is a strong tendency that if you have not made up your mind to follow him, there's a strong tendency that when things begin to happen out of order, you may want to reconsider your work with the Almighty God. So my brothers and sisters, knowing what you know right now, knowing what you know about the call of the Almighty God, that it comes by invitation, that God is committed and determined to make sure that he fulfills his promises in your life, that he has a productive destination for you, knowing what you know, that you cannot follow the Almighty God as a reluctant person, as an inconsistent person, you cannot follow the Almighty God as, a, as, 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 as an impulsive believer, knowing what you know, that you have to follow the Almighty God in holiness, in righteousness, in purity, in, in, during suffering, and you have to be faithful. How, who is that particular person that can follow the Almighty God? When you know all that you have who is it that can follow the Almighty God? Who can respond to the invitation of the call of the Almighty God? 
What type of people is Jesus Christ calling when he said, Come after me, and I will make you to be fishers of men? Who are the people that he, who are the people he who are the people he was inviting? When Christ says, Follow me, what type of people is he calling? When Jesus Christ said, Follow me, one thing I want you to understand is this not everybody is going to respond to that call. Not everybody. Not everybody is willing to respond to that call. Not everybody has the capacity to respond to that particular call the way the Almighty God wants to. So when Jesus Christ says, come and follow me, who was he calling? Bible makes us to understand that the person he is calling, the person who can respond to the call of the Almighty God to follow him, is a person who is ready to live a transformed life. That's the only person who can respond. Because if you truly encounter the living God, I've always told you, I've always said this before, said this in this, in this setting, that when you meet the Almighty God and nothing changes in your life, there are two possibilities. It's either you have not met Jesus or you met the wrong one. Because there is no way you will meet the Lord. There is no way you will encounter the Almighty God and nothing will not change, something will not change in your life. It's not possible. It is not possible. And that is why the person who can follow the Almighty God is a person who is ready for a transformed life. Because as soon as you collide, your life collide with the Almighty God, something will change. Something will change. Number two, who is the person that can respond to the call of the Almighty God? The man and the woman who can respond to the call of the Almighty God is the person who is ready to live a surrendered life. Because their life is no longer going to be your own. He's going to be the one correct, uh, controlling it. The Bible said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and follow me. In other words, I begin to call the shots. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.